Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. With working from home and trying to stay in touch with friends and family, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to always be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. My moment to chill is watching baseball, especially when the White Sox are on. I like to have a Coors Light beside me. It's a great beer to have watching the games as it's cool and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. And even the mountains on my cans turn blue telling me that it's time to hit reset. Sit back, relax, and hunker down for an evening of White Sox baseball. So when it's time for you to unwind, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate responsibly. Good morning, White Sox fans. I'm Greg Nix, and this is the White Sox wake-up call for May 30th. The Sox lost their second straight to the Indians last night, 7-3. Lucas Giolito pitched better than his last time out, but that's not saying much. He managed to avoid walking anyone for the first time this year, but traded in bases on balls for hard contact right from the get-go. The Indians scored two runs on four hits in the first inning, and it could have been much worse had Tim Anderson not made an incredible play from the shift to track down Francisco Lindor's grounder past second for the first out. Michael Brantley and Jose Ramirez tagged Giolito for solo home runs in the third and fifth, and the Sox starting pitcher for the time being finished with a line of nine hits, five runs, and three strikeouts in six innings. On the other side of the ball, Indians pitching held the White Sox mostly in check. Daniel Palka did what heavy lifting there was, doubling in the second inning and coming around to score on Anderson's single, then destroying a 3-2 fastball out to dead center for his fifth home run of the season in the ninth. The Sox added another ninth inning run when Adam Engel scored from first on a Trace Thompson single, but Omar Narvaez grounded out before things got too interesting. Indian starter Mike Clevenger yielded just one run on four hits, most notable among them Yolmer Sanchez's league-leading sixth triple of the season. Renteria and Giolito both indicated after the game that the lack of walks or hit batsmen were examples of progress for the righty, and while I guess that's technically true, it's a rather glacial spectrum to measure progress on. Regardless, Renteria indicated that he expected Giolito would take his next turn in the rotation, and at the very least, he avoided a Carson Fulmer-style demotion press release following the game. The Sox will try to avoid a sweep in a matinee today when Reynaldo Lopez faces off against Corey Kluber. Lopez comes in hot, having allowed just two runs on seven hits over his last 15 innings, while striking out 11 and walking five. Of course, Cleveland will likely present a sturdier test than Texas or Detroit did. Lopez has faced the Indians once in his career, in which he threw one of his patented weird Reynaldo lopez gems, allowing one run in six innings, but with two Ks and two walks. 
Meanwhile, Kluber is in the midst of another excellent season for Cleveland. The reigning Cy Young winner is fourth in the American League in ERA, behind the Astros' insane trio of Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, and Charlie Morton. Kluber also ranks second in innings pitched behind Verlander. He'll face a lineup with some combination of Trace Thompson, Omar Narvaez, Alfredo Gonzalez, Adam Engel, and Matt Skoll, so I think we all know how this one is going to go. My pick to click is Daniel Country Strong Polka, who continues to crush the ball at every opportunity. He ranked 10th in the majors in average exit velocity going into last night's game, and only figures to improve following his 108 mile per hour dinger last night. There was good news in Charlotte last night as the battery featured two recently injured but soon to be returning White Sox. Carlos Rodon struck out eight and walked two over five scoreless innings in potentially his final rehab start, while Kevin Smith went 0 for 3 with a walk in his first game back from the AAA disabled list. Bet on seeing them both in Chicago very soon. Oh, and uh, the Knights won 5 to 1 if that's the kind of thing that matters to you. Birmingham's big bats went silent in a 1-0 loss to the Chattanooga Lookouts. The Barons were limited to just three hits, singles by Eloy Jimenez, Zach Collins, and Tito Polo. Collins and Polo added a walk apiece. Dylan Cease had a bit of an off night in Winston-Salem, following up last week's masterpiece with a more erratic outing. He struck out seven, so his stuff is still overwhelming to A-ball hitters, but he also walked four and gave up five hits before leaving after just four innings and 94 pitches. Mike Rodolfo led dash hitters with a two-for-four night, Blake Rutherford finished one-for-four, and Luis Basabe wore the collar. Finally, Kannapolis was rained out. Around the league, the Mets were especially Metsy yesterday. First, they placed Noah Syndergaard on the 10-day DL with an injured finger on his pitching hand. Then Steven Matz left his start after three innings with an injured finger on his pitching hand. And adding insult to injury, they lost to the Braves on a walk-off homer by Johan Camargo. In other injured pitcher news, Jeff Sabarja left his start after one inning. The injury did present the opportunity for Derek Rodriguez, son of Pudge Rodriguez, to make his Major League debut. Rodriguez gave up four runs in three and a third innings, but picked up a double at the plate before leaving after taking a comebacker to his shin. The Giants lost to the Rockies 11-4. In the White Sox extended cinematic universe, the Cubs beat the Pirates 8-4, The Tigers lost to the Angels 9-2, and the Royals beat the Twins 2-1 in a 14-inning marathon that ended on a walk-off homer by, get this, Alcides Escobar. That'll do it for today's White Sox wake-up call. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Sox Machine for the latest and greatest regarding the Chicago White Sox. You can also follow me on Twitter at GregNixHuman. Subscribe to the Sox Machine podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and the Google Play Music Stores, and help support the show by signing up to be a friend of the podcast at patreon.com slash Machine. Thanks for listening to White Sox Wake Up Call. For SoxMachine.com, I'm Greg Nix. When you rely on the internet for everything, you need speed that can handle anything. And now, Xfinity delivers Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. Check out our amazing offers on Internet and learn about the latest breakthrough from Xfinity. Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. That's more than enough speed to power all your devices and then some. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. 
Restrictions apply. Gig Wi-Fi requires gig speed and compatible X5 gateway. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Metrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.